All right. We already heard the announcement for next week. End of year talk. It'll be the last talk of the year. But tonight, I'm going to open the floor and just take your questions. Anything I've come up with for a topic that would be coming directly from me in preparation will be next week. We'll put that into. I got a lot of stuff in my mind about talking about the year, etc. So tonight is yours. What do you have in mind? Remember, my answers are just my answers. Your practice, your experience, your paying attention in your life. How you make your own answers. Who's first? <clears throat> yes, sir. Sir, why do we clap at the end of every practice? Hmm. This is the quick short answer. How about just acknowledging that you just did your best. <laughs> acknowledging that you had a class, that you applied yourself, that you could have been home watching TV with the remote control, putting your feet up with a beer. No, you're here. So it's just, it's acknowledgement. It's acknowledgement. And, um, you know, that started long, long ago. I remember. One day, one guy just went, and <laughs> everybody followed. And ever since then. But my class does the same. When I go to see Shizu and I'm down in Baltimore, same. It's kind of like cheering yourself on, right? It's, we did something, you know, rather than walk out, okay, I did it. <laughs> yeah! All right? Yeah, it's that positive energy. Positive energy gives us energy to go forward. We need that. Other question. Sir? Would you receive the same benefit from practicing more flower meditation as you would have from the numbers counting down? No, this is very different. The concentration exercise, visualizing numbers, is, is more of a prerequisite. Flower meditation, what is that? If I'm just trying to get my mind to do what I want, that's why we call it the concentration exercise, because you have to be able to concentrate before you can ever, ever meditate. And then one thing is emptying the mind, which is incredibly difficult, and the other one is visualizing. So in your mind, staying with your story, so to speak. Flower meditation is an exercise. And it has a sequence. Right? So, you dig the hole, you plant the seed, you place the dirt back over there, already you feel good about yourself, you're gonna help make life. You water it, you're patient, you see a bud, a little bigger each day, water, watch it grow, gradually see a leaf, all the way up until it opens. And in that is your favorite flower, 
favorite color, and you feel happy. And don't watch it die. Leave it there. So in a time, in a space of time of about 15, 20 minutes, you go through this whole process to the whole flower. Pretty good lefty, huh? I'm no better writing. <laughs> but that process, now you think about thinking in numbers, right? I know Mr. O'Leary told me it stressed him out. <laughs> numbers is a way to gauge also. That's why maybe someone really has a hard time. 10 to 0. Can you go 10 to 0 without losing track? Can you see each number clearly without losing track? And once you can do that, every time you mess up, every time your mind goes somewhere else, you're supposed to start over. But once you can do it, then you double it. Then you 20 to 0, then double it, 40 to 0, then double it, and call all the way until you can do 500 to 0. And my teacher told me, if you can't go from 500 to 0 without losing track, day after day, meaning you're regular, it's usually like 10 days in a row, you can do something like that. If you can't, you're not ready to meditate. And how high you can go is an easy gauge. You know, if you're just 20 to 0, it's a far cry from 500. So in order to maintain your control of your thoughts, just there, you are developing the mental muscle, no different than developing any other muscle. Through repetition, through practice, your ability to concentrate is developed. But this one, I don't know. Who can look at a flower and be upset? Thing is, it's even more. There's visualizing. You want to take this a step further, you envision. And that means put yourself in the scene. A very simple scene. Just an open field of grass, blue sky, maybe a white fluffy cloud or two. Very simple. But you'll feel the warmth of the sun on you. The cool breeze, if there's a little breeze, little things. As if you're actually sitting there and caring for this whole process. Come back next day, over time, seeing this whole process. And they're in that scene. How does that feel? When you feel good, when you feel positive, your energy flows. It's when you think other thoughts, when you have stressful thoughts, when you're worried about things, fear, afraid of things, that stagnates your energy. So in addition to developing the mind, you're developing that, that good, optimistic, happy feeling. The happy feeling is always better than the sad feeling. Anybody not agree? Remember another one? It's called the happiness meditation. Who'd never heard of that? Happiness meditation, you'll see... You're on the beach. Same thing, feeling the sun, the warmth of the sand, and you're looking out on the horizon. And on the horizon, you know someone's coming to visit you, and you just see that little speck way in the distance. And you know this is your favorite person in the whole world. 
And just as you watch the seed grow to a flower, you watch this one gradually getting closer and closer. And a little ship or a little boat, sail, a little sailboat coming all the way up to the shore. Again, about 15, 20 minutes. There's a point when they're close enough, you actually can see them. They're waving to you. And they get out of the little of the sailboat and they walk in the shore towards you and they have a gift in hand for you. What is that? You're in the scene. You envision yourself as if it's as real as this. Favorite person. Just imagine for a moment. Could be someone who passed you haven't seen. Many students tell me about stories like that. It feels so real, like a real visitation. How does that feel? So one is controlling the mind. The other is the effect of what you're controlling your mind, focusing on. What happens to your emotional state? What happens to your feeling? Because when you finish that meditation, you're very happy, you're very positive, you're flowing. Now you go on to the next thing in your day, much different attitude. That's why these kind of practices regularly, every day. Do you know how many habits you have? How many habits of worry and fear and stress, stressful thinking? How do you talk to yourself? Most people have no idea because that talking is subconscious. It's under the surface of all the noise, that all the distractions. Because when people eliminate the distractions, meaning, reminds me of Pascal's quote, I come back to it so many times. All the troubles of the world stem from a person's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. You take away all the distractions, the TV, the radio, everything, no sound, just sit there. No people to talk to, just you. You're in a room by yourself. Now what? That's why people are so afraid of solitary confinement. It's torture. Not to the calm mind it isn't. To the calm mind, this peace. No problem. So what's that worth? This kind of practice, regularly, you change your thought pattern. All the stuff that made you who you think you are today can completely change when you take a different path. When you start talking to yourself in a different way. When you start hearing that negative self-talk and you start, oh, I don't need to listen to that. Just because somebody was upset with me doesn't mean I have to be upset. I can have compassion for them, but I don't have to let them control me. Why do we let other people's negativity, stress, lack of connection 
bother us so much. Just breathe. Keep your center. But it's not, it's not like a light switch. The breathing will help. But if you try to pick up a weight that's too heavy, you'll hurt yourself. You need to build up gradually. First day doing some sort of uh, job like loading trucks or a mover, moving furniture and refrigerators, everything else. First day, you go home, you think you're going to die. Next couple days, you're so sore. Do that for three, four weeks, two, three months, nothing to it. And people are always amazed. How do you do that? So you built up strength, endurance through doing. You want control of your mind, you have to do the work. You have to do the work. I can't tell you how many, because of this training, and because I take this to heart, Kung Fu, this is not punching and kicking. Kung Fu, I mentioned, I believe it was maybe last week, right? 10,000 hours. To expert. That concept in the book, Outliers. This is Kung Fu. Same thing. Gradual process. When we say meditate every day, this is not a joke. If you want what true martial arts can provide in your life, you have to get this term, why this name is used. I'm not saying everybody understands it. They think it's interchangeable with karate or jujitsu, different names have different meanings. This one technically originally had nothing to do with martial arts. These characters did not have anything to do with martial arts. They had to do with hard work, achievement over time, through that hard work. Meaning it's really difficult to get good, and it takes a really long time. But good at what? Punching, kicking, blocking, you can defend yourself. That is a consequence. That may be your focus if your life depends on it, but that is a consequence, especially in today's world. That is a side effect of the right training. Practice right, you have that. But practice right, your whole character changes. Your whole world changes. You change from the inside out. And the world around you changes with you. Nobody can control you once you're in control of you. From the physical, from the sitting in a stance, to the sitting in a cushion or chair, and everything in between. From the knife in the alley, to the meditation. And life is mostly in here. We have a life ups and downs, ups and downs. How high and how low do you go emotionally? How much energy are you spending with this yo-yo effect?
the roller coaster of life. The Taoist approach, stay to the middle. When things are really bad, don't get so upset. When things are really good, don't get so happy. When things are really bad, you know they're going to get better. When things are really good, you never know what's around the corner. Flower meditation. Practice these things so you can be more consistently happy. And the fact that you're practicing a meditation consistently every day, not just when it's convenient, you learn to keep to the center. How many times have I said, we need to know about home. Approach life with the concept of working over time. Doing the work over time. Consistency. You can do anything and still be home. Any challenge, still be home. Home meaning you have a connection to your true self, your true nature, your foundation, and you work from there. That's keeping to the center, your center. And every time you go against that, you lose something. You lose you. Next question. Sifu, there was a time, I'm assuming, that meditation was less in the curriculum than it is now. Um, what was it like introducing the meditative practice um, and transitioning from like a strictly Kung Fu school to um, a school that focused much more on mindfulness through Kung Fu, through movement? Why do you say that? Because I think I remember a time when um, there was no meditation class a long time ago, and then there was one. So I'm thinking that people were coming for Kung Fu at one time, but then something happened, and some people had to transition at that time. You know what happened? It was never not part of the curriculum. Kung Fu always included meditation. This eraser's not working very well. I need something new. Uh, maybe something wet. Kung Fu... Uh, I don't need to write anything. Kung Fu... Actually, in my opinion, that's why I say all true martial arts. Meditation is the foundation. I got that term from Sifu Brown, who was the creator of Lessons in Mindfulness, right? But the thing is, this is like a brother from another mother. Him and I see so eye to eye, that's why I use this program, because it's exactly the kind of training I did all my life. And I found no better way to present it than that. It was so well organized. And 
The way I met him was out of concern. I reached out to the martial arts industry to see what others were doing. I found out a few different things. But why did I reach out? You said something happened. This is true. Because all the way back in the early 80s, I was already meditating. I would visualize forms. When I would learn something in class, I'd sit cross-legged and just in my room as a kid, you know, in my parents' house. I met every day. I was doing that. My second teacher would always sit me down, make me meditate. So this is going on for a long time, right? It's a part of the art. It's supposed to be taught. It's supposed to be not only taught, it's supposed to be practiced. But here's the event that happened. <clears throat> It might have been an end-of-year talk, or it might have been a Black Sash presentation at the time. We had a lot of people here. Seventy-something students were in the room at the same time. And I asked the question, who's meditating regularly? If four people raised their hand, that's a lot. Out of 70 students, I almost got physically sick. Where did I go wrong, was I was asking myself. I left that night so upset. Where did I go wrong? What am I not saying that they're, why aren't they doing it? They, they learned it, but they weren't practicing it. So somewhere along the line, it didn't seem like it was important. And I know people don't like to do their homework. Okay, so we need to do it here. And that's what happened when I reached out. I found out the other thing. Nobody else was meditating. Either. And then someone pointed me, but there's this guy in Detroit. So I went out to his school and I saw exactly the kind of place that I needed this place to be. In all honesty. He was teaching meditation in every class. That's where we got our basic model that we use of meditate before class even. Meditate Thursday night. I didn't make this stuff up. I got the idea of I'm seeing it done and I saw the results in the students. And I realized that's what I'm doing wrong. I need to have it done here. People need to have it, they need to be reminded constantly, consistently that how important it is. You know, when Shizu, when my teacher, my Sifu told me, and when I went to his first class, in the very first class he sat me down to do breathing and meditation. He was three and a half hours away, and I had to sign a commitment. Twelve month commitment, and I'm thinking, how am I supposed, I was 25 years old, and I'm thinking, how am I supposed to make a twelve month commitment three and a half hours away? I'm going to be here. I work Saturdays, in fact. That was a big day for me to work and make most of my money because I was already teaching. And my schedule was already around my practice. But Saturday was an important day to work. And he wants me to make a 12-month commitment. Sign a paper. I said, oh, I can't do that. And his English wasn't very good at the time. And Shibo Moore, my big brother for all these years now, he goes, okay, he tries to help me, you know. He goes over to Master Park, explain my situation. And I heard Sisu go, tell him, go back to New Jersey. And I was 
very surprised. I thought he wanted students. He knows this was, he was, this was a class developed and designed for people with, with experience, an instructor class, to spread Bagua. It was bringing people together with experience to spread Bagua. And he's saying, go back to New Jersey. I said, where's that paper? <laughs> I never looked back. He sat me down the first day to meditate. Let me say that again. I already knew what the real art entailed. Why did I know that? And why don't others value it enough? It was because he sat me down with meditation that I signed that paper that day. I came in with a love for Bakwa. I was ready to move to China to study it. Is a three and a half hour ride every week and a commitment for 12 months a little easier than China? Not only that, it's better. Because I've been to China. I'm sorry. Nobody compares. Master Park is the real thing. He's 70 years old now. But his depth of knowledge and what I've learned over these 20 years is just... You have no idea, because so much of the art is you develop and then you can put on top. You develop and you can put on top, and then you develop. You don't develop, you can't put on top. The same information doesn't make sense to people listening. It doesn't make sense. How many times Sizu came here, or I went to Boston, or even there was a West Coast camp at one time. Wherever I go, I would hear the same thing over and over and over, but it wasn't the same. Because I was changing. You have to be fully engaged in the practice to have that experience. Mindfulness is what martial arts is all about. How can you defend yourself without that kind of focus? How can you practice without mindfulness? How do you develop mindfulness? You can't be all over the place. The chaos of the mind, the thinking. You have to be focused. How do we get there? Meditation. So yes, the school changed dramatically. Because I found a way to get more people to practice it. But I didn't change. That was an essential component Students know. Mr. O'Leary's been here 15, 16 years, maybe more. 95, something like that, right? Mrs. Freeze. Mr. Picardi's been here since the 60s. <laughs> they saw the changes in the presentation, but did I or did I not tell you to meditate? Did I or did I not tell you to, to breathing exercises? Seniors, no. But you're right. We didn't have a meditation class. We didn't teach openly the philosophical aspects. Those are more backdoor, kind of like the master with the teacup and sitting with the student kind of things. As you're here a long time, we'll talk about it some more. And I'll be perfectly honest, I was a little scared to teach some of that stuff. Sifu Brown helped me a lot through that. 
because he proved he was already doing it. People did not have that negative reaction to Taoism, Buddhism, this Eastern philosophy that I was applying in my life for so many years, yet not openly presenting it. That was a mistake. That's what that was. That was a mistake. But that's the thing about being aware of what you're doing and what the results are and changing. I'd say every five years or so we keep getting better. The students in the these ten years are far better than the students from the 90s. People come and go. Even students here a long time still didn't get it. Getting it meaning applying it in your life so it changes you. You leave an art like this, yeah, to each his own, but why? Why? You need exercise. Breathing, meditation. You live your life in a way with compassion and love. You learn to listen better. You, get, you know better your mind, your thinking. You can, you can apply it on the job and in, in your relationships. You have something better for that? Or you want to just jump back into the chaos? Because you never really focus in the first place. See, many years can go by and you make no real progress. I have more respect for this art than ever before. It continues to go up for me. And it's because of meditation. It's because, like I said, the deeper experience and the higher understanding. You get closer and closer to the, to the consistency of the feeling of the center at home, which comes from meditation. You train your body in a way, as the years go by, that you age more gracefully. You put those two together, you become in control of you. You know whose job it is to care for you. And then what is your effect on those around you? What kind of an example are you? Do you jump down people's throats for spilled milk? Are you right all the time? Is there a lot of friction on the job with people you know, with your wife, husband, children? If so, why? How is that going to change? They have to change. Yeah, that's the problem. That's what most people think. They have to change. The truth is, we have to change. Each of us, to have a different experience, we have to change. This is the way to change. And it just so happens the art is called the art of change. Bhagavad Yeah, it's the I Ching philosophy. But Zhang is the palm, meaning in self-defense. So it's both in your life and in self-defense. 
Your life is your health, your relationships, your job. Self-defense could be your life too. If you had to, you know what to do. Why was I scared? You know, in my first school, I was only training a couple of years. And a guy was training there maybe a couple of years less, but talking to my teacher in the 80s with the big yin-yang symbol on the wall. And he's talking about the philosophy behind that. And this guy could just as well have been hanging up a crucifix and ran out the door saying, No! And I was because I had so much interest and respect for the philosophy. I was already applying it in my life before my first class. If you know anything about my story, I've got the story on the internet with, uh, from my second teacher, the two, story of two brothers. It's a highly influential story. I'm not going to tell it here, but you want to look for that. Read that story. I already saw what real Kung Fu meant before the first class. That meaning was inside. And this guy's running out the door like it's dangerous. It's funny how things affect us. So it affected the way I taught. I didn't want to scare people with the philosophy. Because some people are very religious. And there's nothing wrong with being religious. But it's when you have this kind of thinking. When you have a more open mind, a more healthy outlook, you can see the consistency with all the ancient teachings. Every religion, every philosophy. Because I've studied them all. They all have the same essence. <laughs> they all have the same root. A lot of stories piled on top. You want to believe like this, this is your choice. But when you believe like this, you create separation. Because this is right and everything else is wrong. And that's a problem. That leads to problems. That leads to war. That leads to hate. That leads to killing. Think about it. We need to look at the whole world. There's knowledge going back to ancient times, the first writings. Rig Veda. You look back and you see the same information that's in all the religions too. From India. There is no one way. And so I'm very grateful for that as well, that was eight, to eight, eight years ago, 2003. I got that message that nobody was meditating. We changed things dramatically. And there is no doubt in my mind, and I, I would think senior students would agree, has the school changed in a positive way where it has touched more people's lives? where people's lives change. The students are better, the environment's better, we have a culture here that supports your growth. Not competing against each other, but working with each other to help each other. Juniors respect seniors because seniors help juniors. Not in competition where you try to be better than anybody else. You're trying to be better than the person you were. That's a tough competition right there. 
So that's what happened. Let's go to meditation. <laughs>